friend Nathan Tang. He wrote a new theme song for us. The theme song is called Earl Grey. Hot. Oh. Hot. <laughs> it sounds uh, like a like 311 covering <laughs> like doing like Star Trek, you know? It's like spacey, but we like to get high on the beach. You know I, mean? <laughs> I dig yeah, the boss it, of beat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh the, unfortunately you don't hear the the full version on the pod because obviously we're mixing this and it's a podcast. But um if you want to hear the full version, There, there's a bonus episode that released last week. Which is essentially just an MP3 download. Yes, of, 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 both, the song. of both our new theme song and the new uh, What Happened Back on This Air Date song. It's not really a section. we. I don't know what the section is called. Dan section. <laughs> it's we'll, just, need, we'll, need a, we'll need to workshop something because <laughs> I didn't have anything in mind. It's the history you section. You sprung this on me. In the year 3000. In the year... Wait, was it? It's 2000. 2000. 2694. Yeah. <laughs> In the year so... 20. Install date 4207 3.1. Uh, Wait, it is the 24th century, if I recall. So yes, it's 23 yes. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this week we looked at the first episode of season two, The Child. And boy, if well, we, sh- we should say sure before we get started, in it. before <laughs> we start, we should say if you're a new listener, hey, welcome. To season two. Yes. You've joined us at the beginning of season two. At the beginning of the good Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. This is my first time r- running through it. So, yes. Um, if you're a returning listener, hey, thanks for listening. If you have left a review, thank you very much for taking the time. If you left a good, revu- good review, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> two thank yous. If you left wow. a bad review, just one thank you because. You took the time out of your day, even if it was a <laughs> shitty review. I'm not. I mean, it wasn't. I'm not reviewing your review. I'm just saying <laughs> you left a shitty review. It's okay. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm always okay with that. Yeah. Uh, you could always learn from from. Uh, I always say you could always learn from bad movies as much as good <laughs> ones. So look, we're learning from bad reviews, good reviews. They're all yeah. good. You're taking the time to go write a review. Yeah, you took you took the time, Boom. and yeah. and it entertains us either way. Mm-hmm. You feel we feel good yeah. either way. We fill our hearts <laughs> with rage or with happiness, and both are good. Mm-hmm. See, that's the benefit of being attention seeking. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Sometimes bad reviews turn you on. I've, I've, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. When I know somebody in life hates me, like if I, if I know, like every time I know, like a coworker hates me, it kind of turns me on. Like man, like I, I piss these people off so much that yeah. they verbally told You're somebody like, else mm, that they don't like me. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I've affected someone's life. Yeah, <laughs> remind me to never get on your bad side. <laughs> Well, if you want to leave a review, you could leave find us an Apple Podcasts and Podcast yeah. Addict and say whatever you want. Yeah, you and know. look, um, we've learned a lot from the first season. We've learned what we like, what we don't like. Uh, look, there's one thing that's never going to fucking change. So get that in your head now. 
And it's this. <laughs> okay. Nate was trying his damnedest to work that secretly into the song for Dan's history back in the day portion. And he like, failed. So he tried so you. hard. He tried so hard. Yeah. You have to finish the job yourself. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, we, had a, we had a long discussion about that where he was like, do you think we can do it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we saw the child. And, uh, you know, if, if the last episode was the season finale and... You know, it wasn't great for a season finale. And boy, this is wasn't. not this is not great for a season premiere. <laughs> oh, I liked it, it does, dude. It oh, there's a lot of things it. wrong with it. There's a lot of things wrong with it, but I found some interesting things in this. See, maybe good. High. I'm I'm glad we're not gonna do a dump fest on it. Cause no. No. I'm no, I'm, I, a, I'm a bit I, negative. I do think on there's it. merit to it. I, th- I see. Okay, good, good. Cause I don't wanna I didn't wanna just be like, let's all dump on it. So if you guys have positive things to say fantastic we're just gonna tell you to shut up every time you start speaking <laughs> yeah no shut up it was fine yeah shut up just shut up shut you, you nitpicking actually bitch. you're right though there there is a lot to hate about this episode <laughs> and i do hate the, the hateable parts with a passion it's just that it, there is some season premiere stuff that happens in here that's worth yeah. taking note of yeah i guess i guess they they tried their best in, in putting that stuff in while trying to fit in the a plot like the season premiere elements are the B plot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically. <laughs> the A plot is like, get out of the way, A plot. Where are these new characters? Let's talk to them. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I guess uh, essentially some of it is, I mean, we'll get into it more later, I guess. But um, a lot of it is just problem solving for cast shakeups. Yeah. Which, um, you know, so, so there was a lot of politics behind the scenes, especially in the first two or three seasons of star trek that uh directly affect who or who you're not seeing on mm-hmm. screen but anyway dan you know this episode aired on november 21st of 1988 could you please tell us what happened around that time that doesn't really work in this particular instance because it's been kind of a while since yes that's uh, true so please one catch concluded. us up and if I recall, we were in the middle of May when season one concluded. Mm-hmm. So June, July, August, you know, all the months happen in between. So um, just real rapid fire. I'm going to try to like read through all these little things that I that, that, that were notable to me. Movies in June. Tom Hanks is big. Poltergeist 3. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Coming to America. In July, oh. you got Die Hard, which didn't release around Christmas, even though it's a Christmas movie. <sighs> a Fish Called Wanda. Uh, and three different sequels that had different directors from the originals. Big Top Pee-Wee, it wasn't as good. Caddyshack 2, wasn't as good. Short Circuit 2, <laughs> eh, mixed reviews. <laughs> In July. <laughs> also, July also saw the a Famicom release of Capcom's Bionic Commando. Oh, infamous. There you go. Yes. In August, you got Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, and Mac and Me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the game side of August, you got Sega's Altered Beast, which uh, hit arcades around that time. Uh, and also in the news, a ceasefire between Iran and Iraq took effect after eight years of war. Also, Al Qaeda was formed with Osama bin Laden being part of that <laughs> meeting. Hey. Oh, also in August 1st, 
Rush Limbaugh started his radio show oh, for the no. very first time. Rip and piss, Rush. Uh, <laughs> September, the 24th Summer Olympic Games was held in Seoul, Korea, or uh, South Korea. Um, in October, Mystic Pizza, Moonwalker movies, also in October. Nintendo flipped <laughs> Doki Doki Panic and Super Mario Brothers 2 for North America, and Japan wouldn't see it until 1992 when it would be called Super Mario Brothers USA because things are really hmm. weird here. <laughs> um, and interestingly enough, in that same month in Japan in October, Japan got Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, so we got Super Mario Brothers 2 and Japan got Super Mario Brothers 3 in the same month. So we got a... Well, I wouldn't call... I love Super Mario Brothers 2. It's one of my favorite games of all time. So I wouldn't call it a downgrade, but I would say it doesn't feel like a successor to Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah, definitely not. It's just weird to me that we were a whole damn sequel behind at some point in the Mario timeline. It's like how some, some movies... In some countries, they don't see them till like a year later. You know, they can get. Oh late. yeah, and, and this used to be very, very typical at the time. It's just like, well, it, things have changed. Oh yeah, yeah. Global now we have simultaneous releases are are like a norm now, and that's yeah. so crazy. Fucking Netflix releases in all countries in 170 languages or something all at once and shit. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty. That's <laughs> insane. That's insane. <laughs> well, you need like, the Tenet was released, and we got it last. That's true, but that's actually kind of not that that not that unusual. That's happened that's a lot, where like a, like a Nolan movie or like even like a Dark Knight would be like, oh, it'll show up in Britain first or something, then it'll show up here for whatever reason. Yeah. Eh. Um, eh. All right, moving on. Um, in October, also the U.S. Senate passed a bill restricting ads during kids' TV shows. Hmm. Um, presumably, you know, to make sure they weren't being advertised things that weren't toys smoke um mikhail gorbachev rose to the head of the soviet union in october as well in november begot movies child's play on november 9th and on that uh on november 18th you got two animated movies in the land before time and disney's oliver and company oh i love oliver and company actually yeah it's a pretty great movie honestly I think it's really mm-hmm. underrated for what it is. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Wally, so it's true. It's true. <laughs> all right, final final tidbit. Um, all throughout all of this history, that I've been uh, that I've been rattling off. Mike Tyson has been slowly unraveling, <laughs> um, and he's been cited destroying property, destroying cameras. You know, getting like, camera people. I like the narrative is like in the meantime, Mike Tyson has been. No, seriously, that, that's that's how it reads when you start going through like notable headlines and stuff. Um, and this all co- like, and then so, this just stuck out to me in late October. He got sent a two million dollar bill from none other than noted crackpot Donald Trump <laughs> for four months of, adv- quote, advisory services. Adv- advisory did, services. What did he do to him? <laughs> he advised him. He advised him for $2 million worth of advice. <sighs> oh. And it was worth every penny. I mean, also, that given what we know now, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Was it advice or was it, you know, some shit? <laughs> well, was it just rantings of a lunatic? <laughs> no, that's, well, Rush got started in August. Yeah. By the <laughs> way, happy uh, two months of being sober, Rush, you piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm uh, that now. That I've been chambering that one for a while, dude. Uh, that's been the, that was in the chamber. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, 
Well, and so Child's Play. I'm a fan of Child's Play. Mm-hmm. I like that Chucky, man. You like that Chucko. Yeah. 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 Chucky really leaves a lasting impression on the youth. It's yep. funny. As a child, I found it terrifying because I think I, I just associated with like general fear of ventriloquists and whatnot. But then well, you watch it in ag- like sentient dolls. Yeah. Yeah. And then you watch it again as an adult and you're like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen any child's play movies since like not being a child. Like Bride of Chucky is just straight up a comedy. Like it's just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the trailer sold it as one. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, but they, they started like being like, ah, just fuck it. Let's just do it. <laughs> they, they they kind of went the way of, of like Nightmare on Elm Street where they like. Yeah, got yeah. Progressively funny. And then, and then they came back to like horror eventually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to name drop somebody right now, but um, hold on for it. Uh, my my kid was my kid was very obsessed with Child's Play. He mm-hmm. never saw uh-huh. the actual movie, but he watched the trailer. And he, I have like a little figure of, of Chucky, and he he was obsessed with Chucky. Interesting. Show me the trailer again, and then show the trailer. He's like, okay, pause it where he's, his face is burned. And he's like, <laughs> oh man. And so he was really obsessed for a while. And this oh, is pre COVID. This is pre COVID. Pre COVID. <laughs> and um, then my wife went to see a movie with one of her friends, mm-hmm. and they were leaving the movie. Coincidentally, it was the ArcLight, which they're closing now. Oh, um, yeah. And oh. um, and uh, they, her friend ran into her, another friend, and and she was on a date. And they're like, "Hey, long time to see," and they start talking. And they're like, "Oh, hey." Long story short, they, it, they she introduces the guy she's on a date with, and it's uh, Don Mancini, the writer of oh. Child's Play. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. And and my wife goes, "Oh, my, you know, I have a kid, and he's obsessed with Chucky right now." And she's like, surprisingly, that's not the first time I've heard this. Apparently, like <laughs> a bunch, all kids are obsessed with Chucky. Apparently, so <laughs> it's normal. No, I don't have to be scared of my kid. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, or yeah. you should be scared of all children. Exactly. You know. You know. It's not. It's not. I'm reminded fear. of of Bob from Bob's Burgers. Children are terrible. Why do we keep making them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh boy, that was that was a whirlwind, Dan. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for taking us through. Yeah, now we are time traveled up to speed into 1998 November. We're ready to rock. <laughs> 1988 November. Did I say 98? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, I thought I missed. Damn I missed it! I time traveled too far. We, we jumped too far, just like yeah. the traveler when he took yep. us Damn, too far. I slung yep. shot around too large a sun. Yeah. <laughs> Or well, too large a pervert. Ironically, the name of the song that was playing for your section is Around the Sun. Yeah. <laughs> Not nice ironically, one, fittingly. So. Nice one, Nate. No, that, that, that's what you want, because that's how you time travel, damn it. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> we got to get the whales. It, it makes no sense, considering they're already going 10 times the speed of light. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, the whales. <laughs> you got to bring the whales Whatever. back. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway, so we also have a thing to introduce Ricardo section. Oh, he goes through. It's I'm a here. it's a very special guest. Maybe you'll recognize the person, Ricardo. Ricardo, could you please tell us what happened in this episode? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says that is Denise Crosby. So, oh my god! <laughs> wow, I didn't even know about that. I know I was holding yeah, it back. Dude. It's the only like person I told was Nate. <laughs> Damn, awesome. dude, so. that's awesome, dude. Well, well shout out to needed. Denise. Thank you, Miss Crosby. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So Ricardo, 
Sad about your death. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's one of the things I I said was like, I'm. She was. She was your favorite. His Ricardo's favorite character. Yeah, and we had to we had to hide it for twenty episodes. God damn it! And I did it like unwittingly, effortlessly. (laughs) I'm still baffled at how I never slipped up while not thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah. I was really upset, man. I can't believe, like, you're bringing up some some horrible feelings. <laughs> and I don't like you. Well, here's yeah, a I'm happy for season. the intro, but I kind of hate you right now. Um, well, this is your right. consolation prize. She will be in every episode. Oh, so. that, I mean, that's that's pretty nice. Um, all <laughs> good right. gift. Good gift. So we have this the first the first episode of the second season. We start off with some beautiful graphics. The visual mm. effects. Mm-hmm. We are being reintroduced um, yeah. to the world of TNG. Well, well, also, like, it seems like the... Oh, my God, there's a cat, and she's fucking crying. <laughs> I apologize for the cat. She's hungry. Oh, that's what that is. I thought that was a child. No, oh, no, that's our cat. children. Yeah, that's unfortunately. True. I guess so. <laughs> With longer fingernails. Um, and and so difference. we see the first shot. We see some of the first shots, and they're they're impressive. I think... I think they 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 was, it's a big leap from the first season of all from all the effects yeah, we've seen. Yeah, for sure. Like they they I think they got a better budget and they also had a better idea of what the set of like a lot this is the part of the 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 show cycle where like we built all of the the props and models. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now all we need to know is how to use them over and over again. Yeah. The Starfleet uniforms are still about the same. Yeah, they haven't changed. Some, yeah, yeah. But Riker does have his beard now. Yeah. Yes. Well, spoiler alert. So the the episode opens and you see there's a special effect shot that that I want to point out because there's there it's like they're on the I don't even know what you call it the deck or something not the deck it's like a shuttle bay the shuttle bay the shuttle bay boom that's it dude <laughs> and you see a shuttle leaving and it's pretty pretty amazing that that effect. For 1989, that's um, yeah. very good. Or 88, yeah. that's really yeah. good. You know. And the thing is that this is a TV show, not a movie. So if it was a movie, you'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, that's pretty impressive. It's I, I accept it. But for a TV show, that's pretty pretty advanced. Mm-hmm. And then we we're introduced to the first new character of the season, which is Riker's beard. It's beautiful. <laughs> it uh, is. You think he just didn't want to shave? And he's like, nah. I really oh, there's a story, anymore. actually. So um, uh, when TNG came back, uh, Fans were elated. So conventions for Star Trek exploded again, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And in one convention, uh, before they started filming the next season, uh, Gene mm-hmm. Roddenberry and one one Riker, uh, Jonathan Frakes, went to a convention together, did a panel together, right? And Jonathan, you, you know, he was just between seasons, so he's lazy, so he had his beard on. But he'd always planned to shave it. But Gene, being the guy he did, he was on on the stage, went, man, you know... You know, Jonathan, that's a really good looking beard. Folks, what do you think? And then he asked the audience and the audience all cheered. And he was like, no, we got to keep it now. We got to keep it for the show. And they just kept it for the yeah, show just because Gene Roddenberry was like, I think that looks good. <laughs> so, well, congrats, Gene Roddenberry. You made a good decision. Yeah, actually. First time. Yeah, actually, like it becomes the <laughs> defining way that Riker looks, right? So, yeah. No, yeah Jonathan like Frakes' his whole career, really. Because even yeah. in like Beyond, uh, I almost said Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> beyond factor belief. fiction. Beyond belief. Factor fiction. Like bearded Riker is the meme now, right? So it's <laughs> yeah. Just well, well, just real quick though. Every single compilation that exists of of Jonathan Frakes telling you things in rapid fire succession. Those are all amazing. <laughs> Thank you, whoever compiles those. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Uh. So. 
I, this is funny because I'm looking at his beard, and I'm looking at pictures at, at of like future episodes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Only stills, not not video, and it's connected. But here, it's not connected. You have like yeah, the yeah. mustache, and then the beard. Um, there's a little because it wasn't planned, so he was yeah. just like growing yeah. it, and then oh, and then it'll get thicker and thicker. Yeah, so. yeah. But you know what? It's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. Um, so we're introduced it's to a new character, beard. and then. And then we we get introduced to a couple new things. So like Wesley now is he's got like like yeah. a Jordy's old gig. He's he's permanently at the helm now for yeah. some reason. This episode so I enjoyed this episode, but one of the things I hated was I thought they hinted at Wesley leaving and I was like, This is amazing. This yeah. is why the season gets <laughs> this is why the yeah. show gets good. They hit him off the show. And he's so depressed. <laughs> And that yeah, makes yeah. you feel great. Yeah. I'm like, thank God. I hope the next scene, they show that girl he liked from that test he took. And she's like, I fucking hate you, Wesley. Never come and to She has planet. a boyfriend yep, or someone yep, with yep. her. And then she's hey. like, I'm going out this person now. Yeah. Fuck you, yeah. Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I, I will say, I honestly do think for some reason, um, what was it? What's his fucking name? This actor? I forgot. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Wesley Snipes. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's a better actor when he's sad. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I find him more believable than when he's like upbeat and like, I am wing Wesley things. It's like, yeah. I think when he's sad, I'm like, Oh, I can more understand him as a character. Maybe that's yeah. Will Wheaton's natural state. Will Wheaton. That's all- his name. I was way off. <laughs> right. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah. I was convinced it was Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I mean, I know it's Wesley Snipes, but every so often I hear Will Wheaton, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then you have, um, so Jordy's got a new gig. He's like mm-hmm. the chief engineer now. Mm-hmm. So wasn't Argyle the chief engineer? Remember how the engineers kept changing? First, yeah, it was yeah. that lady who would refuse then, to get drunk. Yeah. Then it was, was smart, Ar- actually. Yeah, smart she was lady. awesome. She was yeah, like, she was I know good. exactly what's going on on the ship. Then it was Argyle. Yeah. Um, funny story who, about Argyle. Who, uh, funny story about Argyle. <laughs> never wore Argyle. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, no not he even didn't. once. Yeah, no. So apparently, the what reason why Argyle was yeah. kicked off is because the actor really, really wanted to be Argyle as a main character, right? Mm-hmm. So what he he wanted to be the Scotty of the show. Yeah, and they were uh. actually on track to making him do that, but he went too far. Oh, he tried God. to pretend there was a fan campaign to get him to become a regular on the show. The problem is he made all of these fake like fan letters to send to the producers. Oh my but he, God. But he sent them before the first episode with Argyle aired. Oh my God. You idiot. You. <laughs> so the producers are like, uh, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking donkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so mean, then they replaced him God. with the jackass character who tried to- The, um, the racist guy. Yeah, the racist who um, tried to- uh, uh, Contrarian. Yeah, we just, yeah, he was just a contrarian. Yeah, yeah. No matter what Jordy said, he said the opposite. Yeah, and we should, then we should, we should stay and help the captain. No, fuck that. We should leave them. All right, we're leaving. You were leaving. No, no, fuck that. What are you? Leaving? How could you leave them? Yeah. And then finally, they just do Jordy because honestly, Jordy had been doing a lot of engineering despite oh, being a helmsman. Total sense, you know. Like so, it's like ah, he's fine. Also, notice Worf's costume is also yellow now. So I learned oh, what that right. means. Yellow means you're in operations. Operations aren't officers. So huh. I don't know why Worf changed. I guess because even though he's technically an officer, 
he switched over to operations division, which consists of people who are like security and stuff mm. and engineers. So I think the colors now make more sense. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't if you not, say so. I don't. Yeah. Know. I don't know. <laughs> so Jordy um is talking to, to the captain. He's like, "Hey, we we got this containment thing," and but I, uh, so I was a little confused, maybe because I was a little high. But um, <laughs> uh, one, so they they they're gonna put they're gonna put fucking they're gonna put a virus in there, and then they're gonna carry the virus and take it somewhere else for them to study it. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're, they're it's basically another damn huge threatening <laughs> virus yeah. threat. Yeah. yeah, it's a they're they're basically couriers. Yeah, so they're, they're yeah. transporters. You would yeah, they're all oh, mm, indeed. Mm, mm. Oh, oh, this is a very oh, elaborate transporting <laughs> yeah. mission. Yeah, and they're like it's hey, actually it's actually a small Chinese woman inside <laughs> the virus. Container. Yeah, and she's in the, they're like don't open the trunk, dude. Don't open <laughs> don't open this thing. And they're like yeah, yeah it's fine. But um, you but I understand why you're confused by the premise because why would you risk the Starfleet? Yeah like flagship mm-hmm. to transport mm-hmm. the yeah. most dangerous virus. That's why that's what confused me is like <laughs> what, what is happening? And then uh, but I get it. Like they're like, hey, Statham's on the ship. He, if, if this thing gets out, he'll Brownhouse kick the shit out of it back. We'll kick it. Yeah. 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 We asked Starfleet, oh. who's your best transporter? Yeah. And they gave us you. Yeah. Yeah. Oi. And th- there's a BMW just sitting in the fucking cargo bay. <laughs> <laughs> when they land, um, it flies out yeah, with the containment yeah, field and yeah. the trunk. Well, it's actually an Audi. Sorry, it, the first the f- the, use, the first season was a BMW. Then then they got a, a sponsorship with Audi. Um, and they stuff it in the boot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Jordy's like all happy, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna need the all the energy. You can't warp. We're gonna have to cruise it. Yeah, and we have, and to, like, we have yeah. to 3D print all of the parts yeah. for this really quick. And there's a cool special effects." Where it's like a hologram of the thing in front of oh, them. Oh yeah, it looks like a Star Fox boss. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's cool, yeah. and and it's really cool because I you you had kind of seen special effects like that, but but these were looking a little better. These lo- mm-hmm. looking a little modern for sure, for sure. True, true. And yeah. it's like more subtle. You don't notice it as like a ooh, they're doing special effect. It's more of like a oh, there's a thing here. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have this uh, little star, a little butthole star. <laughs> And it's it's flying, and again they run in all, all these things they run into. Mm-hmm. Remember the same? It, 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 first of all, I thought, oh, here we go, another another goddamn holodeck episode where the, the holodeck gets a surge, and you know something's <laughs> happening. But no, so this star comes in, and it's like buzzing around. It's like a little busy bee, mm-hmm. and then Data kind of like finds that it's an energy surge. So he's like, oh, hey, he calls Jordy. He's like, hey, what's going down up down there? Is there is there anything weird? And he's like, nope, nothing. Everything's cool, kosher down here. And then the little lights like zipping around everywhere, hiding from people. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But finally, it appears in. Um, well, first it appears in this dude's sleeping Bad. quarters, and I thought, well, this is weird. And he had a lot of chest hair. And I was like, yeah. is he exploring yeah. his chest it's, hair? It's a forest like, of hair. <laughs> he's exceedingly hairy. It's so distracting. <laughs> yeah and yeah it was and then and then it's like no this guy has too much hair can't explore him so <laughs> this little thing keeps on going it's buzzing buzzing i'll be lost yeah, yeah. how Get many lost points of light have there been as like characters in this, <laughs> in this series so far i've lost count <laughs> if you're At counting even even the 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 stupid like crystal the micro brain yeah that still counts because it was like a little bright thing at first, yes, at first yes at first it qualifies <laughs> Yeah, so this is like... So this is at least the third one. Yes. At least. Yeah. 
Probably more. It's a lot of entities just floating around yeah. in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, they'll do that, those entities. Yeah. Well, this entity is a goddamn fucking rapist, dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy, is he. Oh, yeah. boy. It, it goes, oh, it goes boy. Up, up the sheets of Detroit, and then it inserts itself. Yeah, it's very directly and, just and, going and, straight and in. And she kind of has like the, I would call it an erotic dream, maybe? You know, she's got to, she's got to, I don't know what it is. I don't want to classify it, but it's just, it's distressed though. She's not happy like Marina Sirtis didn't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. 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 How do you respond to that? Really? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, so it, 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 it inserts itself, uh, it inserts itself, sorry, into her. And then, um, you, uh, we, we go to commercial, we go to the intro. Yeah. And then we have a, we're we're back with the captain, and the captain is um is talking about uh this new a uh, new, new character that's arrived. Mm-hmm. We haven't met her, and it's it, it's the doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, I never look at the um. I'm always into like what's happening, and I never look down. I usually never look down to see like the credits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this this actress was in this thing, mm-hmm, and I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, but so that was a surprise. But anyway, there's a bunch of new characters, mm-hmm. and the first character we we hear about is the do- this doctor that's going to replace Doctor um, Pulaski, known yeah known um, deadbeat mom, fucking Beverly <laughs> Crusher. So and this is this is partly why I was always chuckling when you said what uh, Beverly Crusher is a deadbeat mom because yeah. she literally does <laughs> eventually. Abandon him <laughs> on the ship. That's crazy. That's crazy. I've been talking well, about this for a whole season, and it happened. And well, it okay, ha- no, it literally, literally worked out. Left it them. worked out for Beverly because uh, Wesley. She's a deadbeat mom, and she <laughs> no, doesn't have to it. deal with him. Yeah, exactly. It worked out for her as a deadbeat because it was Wesley's decision. He was like, you know what, mom? I don't want to yeah, be. I yeah. want to be away from oh, you. And she's like, oh, if that's what you really want, son. Yes. You know. <laughs> But she left before it happened. Yeah, she couldn't yeah. wait to get out of there. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, the explanation later. Don't worry. How does it make sense worry, that champ. she would leave the ship, but he would stay behind? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't doesn't at like all. why would they have split up ever yep. to begin with? Wesley, you have to stay uh, behind and helm the ship for about for, three months for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Actually, how long yourself. has it been since the end of season one? Well, like the length show? of the beard. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's actually a good way to put that. So, if a beard needed to get that big, probably three months. Yeah, probably about three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Depending on the guy, Earth yeah. months. Yeah, I could I spend if three months if and grow nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess if you're the dude that's laying with the chest hair, he's like it's like two days. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe that's an alien race guy. He's a yeah. he's a hairy Chilean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so Harry Jillian. <laughs> um, so so then they're like, "Hey, where's where's this new doctor?" And they're like, "We don't know, dude." And she's like, "She's boarded. She boarded the the ship hours ago." Yeah. And then and they're like, "I don't know where. Who knows?" So <laughs> so they find out and they find out that she's like what turns out to be a bar. Yeah. Right. Ten yep. forward, which is a good place. Good impressions there. They're yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. where is this fucking doctor? She's she's like late to work. <laughs> oh, she's hanging out at a bar. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. And but Bart's also, like, I can't believe she's already found the bar. <laughs> In the defense, I, I like of the that doctor. Wording. She's already found ten forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
And that's the name of the bar? Yeah, 10 forward. So it's called 10 forward because it's on the 10th floor on the forward part of the ship. Okay. So, okay. so that's why you always you, you see all that crazy. Like when they were looking at the window later in the episode, and like yeah. everything's moving super fast and it's weird. It's because yeah. that they're literally looking out the window as it's turning. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. That's okay. So the, the, she's at a bar. But also, uh, how does one study to be a doctor in, 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 in that society? <laughs> like, she just, Beverly Crusher just kept using the pen, <laughs> the morphine pen on everybody. <laughs> like, I have a fucking foot ache. Boom, morphine. Boom, yeah. there you go, dude. And she'd I, also I think, be like, I, I don't know what this dying. is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what this is. This person's dying. Boom, morphine. Yeah. <laughs> like, or or morphine? I don't know what it is. We need to figure it out. Yeah. I'll just look at Google. Yeah. Which Boom. honestly is what my doctor does. <laughs> I've seen him do it. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. You know uh, what? I've I, like, <laughs> I noticed a closed caption while watching this on Netflix. While like, you know, when reviewing for this episode, mm-hmm. um, I haven't really been seeing the closed caption, but this is what it says. It says in parentheses, device hisses, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I should see that caption way, way more. Cause there's always hissing shit yeah. in this show. <laughs> Every little ship thing that's held hissing. up to a piece of to any portion of skin goes. <laughs> even the doors go. <laughs> Everything hisses in this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hiss, it's it's a huge hissy fit. <laughs> um. So the next thing, the captain's like, "Fuck it, dude. I'm gonna go find her, dude. Maybe I'll get a drink. I'll talk to her." Yeah. So he gets in the elevator, and Wesley was leaving the elevator, but he comes back in. He's like, oh, I gotta talk this to this conversation so awkward, very awkward. Do you have it? <laughs> oh, I didn't bring it up because it's so many gaps in it. So yeah, it's, like, okay. it's just a lot of yeah. waiting for people so to talk. Sure, th- th- this is a very awkward conversation because yeah. mm-hmm. two things: a lot of awkward pauses, a lot of awkward pauses. Yeah, and then, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> Captain McCard backs up because he's like, it's weird. This he like, is so yeah. big. This 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 is so so much room, real estate here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just back up a little bit from this kid. <laughs> yeah. He's way too close. And fucking Wesley gets even closer. Get away, Wesley. <laughs> Get away, dude. <laughs> uh, and 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 he Captain won't even look him in the eyes. And this yeah. is this I suspect is because that's his father. <laughs> he's like Wesley he has to because he's like, oh my god, do I finally have to confront the truth now that yeah. he's going to be leaving the yeah. ship? I need to really. Also, I have maybe to that's the, the subtext truth. for why Beverly loves. It's like he's yours now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> so basically, he's like, hey, he's finally, like, the captain's like, yeah, sorry, your mom's not here. And sorry, you're alone. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. I have some projects to finish and then I'll leave. <laughs> I'm going to go to the, I got some power converters. I'm going to go to Tashi Station. And he's being really <laughs> fucking whiny as shit, dude. Really whiny as shit, dude. And finally, they get to the, 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 the bar. And, uh, you're right. Pouty Wesley is a little better, but still not a fan, dude. Yeah. Um, still- well, I mean, it, I mean it, he's just, I've grown to realize a lot of it also is just that he's not a great child actor. So like you, you no. watch him com- in comparison to the other adults, like, especially to like, like Patrick Stewart, who is a fantastic actor. Yeah. And you see mm-hmm. Patrick trying to carry Wesley through like a scene. <laughs> like this type, like, especially a scene where like this, where they're like really awkwardly close together. And they, he has Patrick Stewart has to re- respond like realistically and appropriately. Well, he does a wonderful job of staring like intently <laughs> into space. Yeah. Off, like, you know, like with a sour look on his face. It's yeah. Good. Uh, it's he, really good at it. Yeah. And then Wesley, uh, Will Wheaton's is kind of just yelling his lines and it's like, yeah, yeah. Eh, you know, um, and so he tells him like, Hey, 
basically like he's like having second thoughts about leaving the ship because mm-hmm. it's the Enterprise, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Enterprise is known; it's a known ship. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's it's a it's flag. A, it's, it's a yeah. resume ship. It's a yeah. it's a resume ship. But you know what? Transport this fucking deadly virus. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, so, so he's like, "Yeah, just figure it out, dude. I don't don't, don't bother me, dude." Yeah. Onto this cruise ship, basically. It's basically yeah, yeah. a cruise ship with guns on it. That's yeah. what the Enterprise is. Yeah, because there's so many civilians just hanging out, having a good time. Oh hell yeah, dude! <laughs> That's hanging out in the, the holodeck. Yeah, yeah. And so they go to the bar, and who's there? But fucking uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Whoopi. looking at ghosts everywhere, I guess. <laughs> yep. She's a ghost translator. Yep. Dude. And, she, and, and so he comes. She's one of the best characters in TNG. And we, it's it's really obvious how much of a better actor she is than most of the characters she's going to interact with. So yeah, it, be, true. it becomes like, like a really interesting, like complete dis- Im- imbalance of acting talent. Except for the conversations where like Patrick Stewart and Guinan are talking. Those are really cool scenes, as you'll eventually see. But yeah. Starting so, from now, she becomes the Wilson of the show. Yes. Or or like Cheers. Yes. It's yes. like right. it's like two shows, Star Trek yeah. and Cheers. Yeah. Um, though I've never seen Cheers. I've never <laughs> seen Home Improvement in Cheers. <laughs> I've seen Home Improvement, though. <laughs> yeah, so um, she's Wilson. She's yeah. Wilson. Okay. So, uh, which is weird because you're, you're never, we've never seen this bar. We don't know it exists. And all of a sudden, like, hey, turns out that there's a bar. Yeah. And yeah. it's um, apparently been there the whole time. Yep. So <laughs> it's not like, hey, it just dude. wasn't important until now. Yeah. 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 Now, now would be Goldberg's in it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and no, no moment did they ever mention like oh I'll go hang out at the bar dude no no never they're let's like go, uh, yeah let's have our, let's like, have oh. our fancy dinner in this yeah. conference room instead of the restaurant exactly <laughs> yeah. the nice restaurant that has a nice fucking view <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and so <laughs> yeah so yeah. um you 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 have uh this doctor and and he he. he Captain McCarthy's like, Dr. Blah, blah, uh, Polanski, <laughs> Rowan Polanski. Oh, and then, no. <laughs> and, then, and, then she, and then she's like, she's like, Captain, sit down. And he's like, whoa. And I'm like, dude, this guy, I like her. She just basically cut off the captain and was like, sit the fuck down. Taking control. Yeah. She knows something's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, not like Beverly really Crusher. Beverly Crusher would have just wasted a bunch of time. <laughs> she was a horrible doctor. Captain, you have to I'm come glad to she's gone. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm going to say it. She's a deadly mom. She's a horrible doctor. How many viruses couldn't she not figure out? <laughs> How many people died under her watch, dude? Denise Crosby died under her watch. So you hate I her. I know, dude. Yeah. I'm glad Pulaski she's gone. probably would have saved her. If she comes back, you can blame really Beverly for, for Atasha's death. That's true. Yeah, That's yeah. true. 100%. I never thought of that. Uh, <laughs> fucking... Fuck, dude. All right. So, the next thing you know is like they're all meeting in the conference room, and the and the new doctor's there. And I like the new doctor. Yeah, I like her a lot too, except for one particular detail, which is a which char- will soften over the course. It's of a character movie. arc. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, that she hates data. Well, she has a general distrust of technology, um, which is I really funny in in Star Trek world. Uh, yeah. But data is the <laughs> but data is the personification of that. So she like AI to her is like really like uncomfortable, and she's not sure how to properly interact with it. Um, yeah, yeah. But the thing that happens at this meeting is that you know, of course, Deanna Troy uh, announces she's pregnant. Yeah, and then Riker 
is the most scared we've ever seen him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. He, dude, he was he, he was getting sucked in by Venom, and he was like, he's like, he, but he's, he's like, like, oh, oh no, his... Data, help! But he was yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have the clip because yeah. it's it's it, it always makes me laugh out loud right here. Play it. Counselor Diana Troy is pregnant. She she is going to have a baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see the video of it because it's Riker also whipping his head over and be like, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For so, even done talking. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, cuts yeah. him off because he's yeah. terrified he's the father. And you see him doing quick you see him doing quick math on his fingers. He's like, <laughs> he's, like he's like, no, no, no. Oh, um, fucking Riker. But then he gets really it feels like he, he gets really jealous. Like he's like, What the fuck, dude? What the fuck's going yeah. on? Dude? It's be- yeah. This becomes a scene where uh, I think this is the, this is the this is the scene that kind of cements what's it called Star Trek. You know, they're not usually overtly political, but yeah. to me, this reads as pro-choice because what's happening is yeah. like yep. a bunch of dudes are all trying to talk about her and what yeah. she should do, and mm-hmm. then she eventually just cuts them off and goes, "No, I'm going to do what I want." So I have I have the clip here because I I just found it interesting how they very directly. Uh, reference how everyone's trying to figure out what to do with her body. So it's like, I don't think this is a random occurrence. I think there's a purpose here, a reason. What? I don't know. Captain, obviously the pregnancy must be terminated. <laughs> yeah, like For fucking war. The, the ship and the crew. War, if you can't assume the intent was belligerent. That is the safest assumption. Captain, this is a life form. Not to allow it to develop naturally would deny us the opportunity to study it. The fetus is aborted. Laboratory analysis is still possible. Doctor, is there any health risk to Counselor Troy if the fetus is aborted? Captain. Do whatever you feel is necessary to protect the ship and the crew. But know this. I'm going to have this baby. It seems that the discussion is over. Yeah, so I find that interesting because, like, Riker is misguided, but he seems to have her interest in mind. Worf just wants to kill the baby right now. <laughs> it's a security concern. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, fucking Deanna. What if Tro- the baby's the next hit? <laughs> <laughs> and then Data is like, let's study it like it's a specimen. <laughs> that clip is why i love this episode is because you really have all these people making trying to make this choice for this woman yeah and finally she was like no fuck you guys uh do whatever you have to do to protect the ship but i'm gonna have this baby um but you have data who's pro fucking life what a what a weird <laughs> thing uh, and then you have Worf who's like fucking let's kill it dude <laughs> and but they're then, all being prescriptivists they're all prescribing yeah, what's yeah. supposed to happen to her um but 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 before this, before this, the clip you you just played, we learned that the, the doctor says that it's it's growing at a rapid pace. Yes, right. it'll be born in thirty six yeah. hours. That and that's why Worf is like, whoa, we don't know what we're dealing here with here. Um, you know, right, right, right. So yeah, like with that detail in play, like Deanna's own attitude toward it is surprisingly like. Well, as a fair, well, I think it's. Imp- because- I think it, it's partially implied she has an unconscious psychic connection with it, so she understands yeah. it's not. Well, evil. yeah, and I think that's the other dimension of like this discussion that we were just having about like um her like 
her sudden interjection to say like, I'm having this baby up through the, like during that clip you played, the reason why that audio was so like echoey and distorted is because it was kind of like Deanna's POV where she's like constantly looking at the footage of the fetus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And, and like, and we're hearing like the heart beating and it's like, she is somehow sensing something from the fetus itself. Yeah. And so it, it almost feels as though political arguments aside or pro-choice pro-life arguments aside, like the fact of the matter is that she is establishing a connection to this being inside of her somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's like considering the time or the era of this episode's creation, I almost want to say that that might be like the primary motivation behind her saying this, like I'm having this baby because like I literally have a connection with it right now. Mm, maybe, maybe yeah. that could be, that could be the motivation in terms of the, the, the meta meta, this, the subtext behind it i i do like that they that a they they so this idea of this being growing up rapidly uh, that's what i loved a lot about this episode as well like the the so my in- initial thought was like oh this baby's gonna be born and she's gonna lose the baby because it's gonna be old oh like in mm, like okay. in like three days it's gonna be like you know 70 mm. 80 years old and it's gonna mm. die and that's gonna be funny because not only are is <laughs> because <laughs> she's gonna lose her child like, within three days and she's gonna be so fucking i mean not funny but you know what i mean no it's funny it's, it's funny yeah. because because it's like, it's like three days and, and the kid's dead and they're like and then wharf is like well i guess we have nothing to worry about <laughs> it terminated <'Cause>, itself <laughs> yeah. um, but he had no honor yeah but <laughs> He didn't fight anybody in his lifetime. Uh, oh and and it, it's just a funny concept to like have this thing grow so fast um, that I was like, oh, this is going to be an interesting episode. Just like other episodes that, that they've done like this that mm-hmm. I've been interested in. They're like, no, we're not going to do that. The thing you think, the wild idea you have, yeah, we're going to do something stupid. Uh, and this, this, <laughs> it was the case with this one. Uh, but I still enjoyed, A, I enjoyed that it was kind of political and like they had something to say. But at the end, it was like, and I like De- Deanna Troy's character more because of this episode. Mm, because she, she she spoke up. You know what I mean? It seems like sometimes her character doesn't, isn't as active as assertive yeah as, she doesn't usually as, get to make her own decisions very yeah. often she's, she's usually, usually reacting, like yeah. an advisor yeah she reacts and advises as opposed mm-hmm. to hey nah fuck that fuck you guys shut the fuck up mm-hmm. that's true sit down and let me have my predator baby <laughs> um <laughs> and so and so she she she's like nah fuck that i'm doing right. this you guys could you know you guys could come in fucking armed and do whatever you guys need to but i'm gonna have this baby yeah. Uh, and then you have kind of like Riker kind of being like, oh yeah, okay, that's pretty fucking cool, man. Like, yeah. he, I expect Picard. Like- Picard, I love that he actually goes, well, she's made her mind up, so that's yeah. the end of that discussion. Like, he's yeah. like yeah. doesn't want to like carry on. Yeah. He, yeah, he respects that she's made her choice. I think. And then the next scene, she's 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 even more pregnant. Like you, yeah, she's got a robe on. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they're like, we don't have clothes for you. We can't replicate them right here <laughs> in this fucking replicator thing. Uh, <laughs> We're not ready for this. <laughs> um, and so, so the next scene, uh, she she goes to the bridge, and they're they're kind of they're talking about how they've arrived at they've arrived at this place where uh, they're going to get this virus. Yeah. And one of my favorite character actors is in this Seymour Cassell. Yes, this yeah, is a great. 
Is I he, love is he in more episodes he, or is this it? No, this is a this is a cameo. Okay. But I love that he's in it as a character who is as casual as Seymour Cassell can be in like a a Casavetes movie where he's like natural. Yep. I like I love that he responds to Captain. Oh, you're here, good. All right, let's get it up, okay? All right, that'll be great. Like I love that. That's the way he's talking about this. Yeah, situation. he's like yeah. a very different type of voice compared to the very formal way everyone else talks in the Enterprise, where mm-hmm. he. He feels kind of like a, ah, we got to get the job done. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, with a name like Hester. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good name also for a character like that. Yeah, and he's got... It's a good name for a mustache like that. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah he's got the Kurt Vonnegut look going with the mustache. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't who don't know, who's, he's, a, he's a very famous character actor. He's been in like Dick Tracy, Rushmore, Life Aquatic. Uh, one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies, In the Soup, uh, which is a really funny movie with... Um, um, with Steve Buscemi, uh, mm. but he's 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 in a bunch of Wes Anderson movies. Well, he's most probably most known for his his partnership with Casavetes, John yeah, Casavetes, yeah, yeah. or most of yeah. it. That's that's where he got the Academy Award nomination, right? Yes, so. yes, yes. Um, but uh, but how many people in the general public are like big Casavetes fans? That's why I mentioned. The, well, they, well, they should they the should watch ones. at least Faces. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> um, so, but. Seymour Cassell is one of my favorite characters because you hit it right in the nail. Uh, you hit the hammer right in the nail when I when you said he's like an everyman. Yes. And two of my favorite actors, like all time favorite actors, are uh, Seymour Cassell and um. God damn it! I had I I, I was <laughs> paying attention to you and I forgot his goddamn. Oh, Harry Dean Stanton. Oh right, of Harry course, Dean Stanton yeah. is oh, one yeah. of my second favorite actors because. They play every man, and they play him naturally. And they're it's just in the movie like like aliens. When you see mm-hmm. Harry Dean Stan, you mm-hmm. accept the universe because you recognize him. Yeah, you immediately in accept life. them yeah. as like this is a future world, but these are the grunts of the future. Yeah, yeah. future, yeah. and it's like it's not like fancy. Yeah. Like yeah, this, is a, this is a shitty part of the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he he does that exact same thing in Twin Peaks: The Return. Mm-hmm, mm, where it's mm. like, yeah, he's an everyman, but he lives in this town and he's carved out his his niche here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get and, to see and, him live it. And with like Seymour Cassell and like something in Cassavetes, that's why he just it, he is. It's not like he's acting; he just is. Mm-hmm. And then you put him in like something like uh, I don't know, Life Aquatic or something like that. Something that's crazy like that. Yeah, or like something like this. And you believe it. You, you it grounds like, it. It grounds it. Grounds it. You, it, it makes you feel like yeah. these characters are are normal. Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah he's talking about this virus and like basically like hey I'm gonna inspect your the little cage you're gonna put this virus in <laughs> yeah. and then we're gonna give you the virus and then you're gonna carry it because you're you, you guys are the best transporters in, in the you know in yeah. the whole and the it, whole galaxy. And it's heavily <laughs> implied that all of these viruses were like artificially created for some reason. <laughs> God damn it. Like, why well, that's what Pulaski theorizes. She says, yeah. like, someone was an eager beaver. Why were they doing that? Just mutating well, yeah. things to make, <laughs> to see just how bad they could get a virus to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and then, and then, uh, so, so the next scene you, we see is, um, is Data. He's coming out of the elevator. Whatever the fuck you call it, dude. I, I know I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm going to call things my thing, my way. Right? There's electrolytes, there's Wesley Snipes, elevator. So he gets out of the elevator and Deanna Troy's there and, he, and she's like, hey, Data, get me to the fucking sick bay, dude. Or the medical bay. Because yeah. uh, this baby, it's coming. It's about to pop. Yeah. And it's only been like 36 hours. So yeah. doctor sh- doctor's there and she's like, all right, let's get this thing going. And then um, <clears throat> basically 
he, she, he, data calls security, first of all. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they're going to go have the baby. And data, of course, helps Deanna, you know, help. He helps her get to the, the actual like bed. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny scene that happens here, which is basically uh, he. It, it's implied like, oh, you're going to have somebody to hold your hand. Some like sort of like support. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the doctor basically tells Data like, oh, should we get a human? Basically. <laughs> yeah. So many words is like, we should get a human. Yeah, do we this. don't like the should cold we... touch of an Android. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but Deanna Troy was like, no, no. Like, like why wouldn't Data be f- like, also, I feel like the doctor doesn't know Data. So it's like, Dude, he's uh, he's got a sense of humor. He sneezes on command. <laughs> uh, he's a cool, dude, man. Just let him yeah. be. Uh, and Data's like very interested in, in how babies are born. He's got all these questions, and it, it's it's a funny scene where he's like kind of like he, the android doesn't get angry too often, but she seems a little <laughs> like bothered by all the goddamn questions it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we learned a couple of things. Um, one is that now they have a drug that will like let, let you experience giving childbirth. But none yeah. of the pain, so you get both both worlds. A little bit of a little bit of both. Is that what was going on? Or uh, well, the doctor says that she's well, like, oh, okay. offers something? her a drug that would yeah. alleviate any pain. Yeah, but then right. it turns out that she has no pain anyway. Right? Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I am actually not even feeling anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is strange. And then later on, we'll touch on this point again. But so basically, she's not feeling anything and no pain. And so then. <laughs> Security shows up and it's three fucking dudes. They're armed to the teeth, I assume. <laughs> they got the big phasers, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So the doctor's like, hey, stand by the fucking door. Chill out, dude. Yeah. It's going to be fine, dude. Meanwhile, um, also, Riker's just lurking in a corner. <laughs> like, I know. Watching like creepily. Like pervert, dude. <laughs> uh, and, and she, uh, so she has a baby. She has a baby and it's a human baby. And the, the, well, the baby comes baby. Huh? Half human, that's right. Beta, yeah. Half betazoid. And so uh, she hasn't, the doctor's like, see, fine, normal human baby, hands it to Deanna Troy, and the security officers get closer, they see that there's no, there's no problem, and then they, they basically leave. And for some reason, uh, what's his name? Um, bearded War- dude. Oh, uh, Riker. Riker, yes. <laughs> Riker. <laughs> that dude. Uh, old Beard McGee. Uh, he's like, he's all happy that she had a baby. Part of me thinks like, like, I wonder if he, he does he want a kid? as well and like I well, don't know. He, he's just happy for her he's but he, yeah. it's all the the benefit of her having the baby without any of the responsibility yeah so he's still so. be cool with it you know yeah he's still be cool with the baby and like he he, he doesn't have to be jealous of some other dude you yeah know, no yeah because because they were like oh it just came out of nowhere so he's yeah. like uh i don't yeah. have to worry it's yeah. not like when when teabag came out of nowhere and he was just sulking in the, in the yeah. holodeck by himself yeah, yeah. he's not gonna be <laughs> sulking yeah, yeah so she names him uh ian and it's funny. Uh, the first thing I thought is like, I wonder if she's going to, she's going to write it as Ian, but pronounce it Ian. <laughs> uh, she names it Ian something, Alfred or whatever, after yeah. her dad. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, hey, Riker, you were there all along. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I was. I was uh, just like his mother. Thing. Wink, wink. And he gives her a kiss. And I was like, ah, well, eh, he still loves her. And then uh, they, they, ha- they have to deal with this stupid virus. Yeah, and uh, they they go get the captain, and the captain's talking to her about this baby and all this stuff, and they go back to look. He goes with the doctor to go look at the baby, and the baby's goddamn fucking eight eight years now. Yes, yeah, uh, uh, four years old. I think, four years old. Sorry, oh, yeah. the, the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the baby's four years old. And what what my so like the thing I have, and I'm thinking like so. Yeah, so physically 
I guess because it's an alien, right? To like, this is alien, alien, alien magic bullshit. So, alien so it, bullshit. it could it could accept or, or it could absorb information really fast. But imagine if you had a child that grew up to be eight years old within one day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have the hours of the day to teach this kid how to even talk. How does yeah. this kid know how to talk? Okay, I it was starting to get sense. hung up on this myself, and then the yeah. conclusion that I had to draw was that since this kid is half Betazoid, he gets some assistance. Oh, that makes sense. Like some mental You're, assistance in acquiring you know, like, language from from that. It does require some mental gymnastics, but I, I'll accept that. That's the best I can yeah. come up with. For yeah. me, I was just like, it's just the magic alien. It's just absorbing yeah. shit. It's fine. Yeah, but <laughs> if you have to get to specifics, that's as close as you get. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you can get that specific. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. just because. Okay, so, but real quick, I want to say talk. that whenever a tiny child that's only a day old tells you to please don't worry, oh my god, and that's, that's a yeah. very <laughs> solid reason to start worrying. That's yeah. very specifically in my notes. Yeah, <laughs> where I was like, no child should ever tell you to don't worry. Everything is okay. Yeah, yeah. That even when there's some when even when there's nothing to worry about. And everything's okay. They should never say that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Because a child doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? It's funny. I'm, I'm, this is completely has nothing to do with with Star Trek, or but it's just something I hate. I hate when people post when people say, "Oh, my my kid's my best friend." <laughs> I, I hate that to, so much. Yeah, I, I, I see it. I see different parents do that. And I'm like, this, this fucker's not my best friend. I can't tell him my secrets, dude. No, you know? Yeah. It also like, messes them up a bit if you are like, you treat him as yeah, like those, a those best friend. Those are legit friend, boundary you know? issues, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. obviously, I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm not going to prescribe, but I would imagine you can't just be like, hey, we're just best dudes hanging out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You have like, to have like, some hey, level of authority. Exactly. Like, <laughs> hey, on the weekends, I hang out with my kid and he's a cool bro. But guess what? When he's fucking jumping around like a wild animal, I got to fucking yell at him, you know? Yeah. When Dan's jumping around, I can't tell Dan, yeah, hey, exactly. go to bed. Calm down. Hey, hey calm Whatever, down and go Dan, to bed. You're dude. not my real mom. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So uh, anyway, so as a doctor and, and um, uh, the doctor and data are analyzing the fucking kid. Like the data from the kid. Yeah, yeah. And then she calls him data. Mm, mm. Oof. This is a sore spot for this guy, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's like, it's data. And she's like, what? <laughs> and said, he's like, it's pronounced data. Yeah. And she's, and she's like, oh. Like, she's like, oh, I don't know. I hurt your feelings, dude. <laughs> and she goes and she scans him. And she's like, oh, you have circuit for fucking, for feelings? And yeah. I, I like how fucking, I like her attitude. She's, she's, she's such she's an giving asshole shit. to him. Yeah. Well, I feel like she's an asshole to everybody, though. I feel like she's she's got a lot of attitude, and I like that. I think so. So this is actually this. This is a very minor spoiler, but this is actually the start of a general thing where she has she's like robo racist. So yeah, oh, okay. She basically treats anything that is like AI or artificial or like isn't a human or a living thing as like. Ah, whatever. I can call you whatever the fuck I want because you're yeah, whatever. You know, I'm like why so sensitive? Yeah, robot? yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a character arc. Uh, well, there there are things she will she will see, and you know, easy skin job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and she basically she basically like makes fun of him for like having feelings. <laughs> and but Dana's like, ah, fuck it, you fucking idiot, dude. You don't know anything. You stupid 
please. I have a job to do. Yeah. And so, the, and, the, and they basically discover that this thing, basically they discover that it's grown really fast, basically, and that there's something weird about it, about this, this kid, right? Mm-hmm. But and then also the, they they discover that they're they're also studying this virus that's on the ship, mm-hmm. and the because Jason Statham can't do everything, dude. He can't no, transport I, the virus. He's into got the ship. so many responsibilities. Yeah, so many There's responsibilities. Only, yeah, uh, so many. Fucking, that's not the only thing he's transporting today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh by no, no. Transporting <laughs> other things. Oh, yeah. speaking of transporting, we skipped over a really. This is a big thing to me. Is that now Miles O'Brien is at his rightful post as, as a transporter trans- chief, but in the credits he is yet to be named. He's still only referred to as transporter chief. Yes, yes, but well, because he's I, one of the transporters. The transporter chief right now is Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> Until mm-hmm. he leaves for a bit, and then they're like, "Well, this guy's it's it's put in the Statham's always hanging out with <laughs> l- ladies. Just take him away, you know? Like he's too popular. We got to have somebody who's stable. He's going to be Fast and the Furious wants him now. God, exactly, so popular. Exactly. So anyway, uh, the they're basically uh you have the doctor talking to to the captain he's like hey this kid's gonna be fucking so he's gonna grow up so fast this kid uh actually just gonna age to eight years old and stay there yeah (laughs) and then the next thing we see see is this kid's eight years old and he's hanging out with puppies and i'm thinking like fuck they have they have room for everything in this fucking place yeah also if you have have a puppy bowl inside this It's the if best nursery have, in the world. Yeah, <laughs> they're adorable. And uh, I'm thinking, like, if you, why can't why can't you just send kids to the holodeck? Yeah, actually, yeah. No, that's a very good point. Well, and have them play with cats and like, you know, I if you think, can make the if you can make the holodeck do anything, they can play with fucking elephants, with tigers. I think it know, turns like, out the holodeck's kind of dangerous. I mean, it's well. Well, like like a casual trip to the holodeck once created a virus that got everyone sick, yeah. right? So yeah, but clearly the members of Starfleet don't seem to realize this danger. That's true. They That's keep using true. it over and over Scheme. again. So fair game. Yeah. No, this well, is here's this is an problem. idea. This is an idea that like you know like but, Ensign Ricardo brings up at a meeting, and everyone goes, "Oh, why didn't we do that with Wesley years ago?" You know, like sort yeah. of thing. So. Put him in a fake in a fake uh, bridge. Oh, he fakes. Yeah, he's and always on what the they bridge. do. What they do is they're like, they're like, they're like shh, and at night they, they bring his bed over. They bring his bed into the holodeck, <laughs> and he wakes up and he's in a simulation for like fifty Dude, years. Spoiler alert: <laughs> This is the plot of a Star Trek movie. So, <laughs> so. is it really? Oh, I don't even know which oh, one yeah. that would well, be. Put well, that we'll, out of your mind. We'll, we'll get there maybe one day. One day we okay. will eventually potentially get to these movies. Because <laughs> that would be a great, a great thing if they're like, if he wakes up one day and he comes out of the holodeck and he's like, what the, what the fuck? And, and they're like, dude, you were in there for like 50 years. You just got punked, dude. <laughs> you you just got roasted, whole, dude. You lived 50 years of your life in a holodeck. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, Ashley bitch. Kutcher comes out from yeah. behind the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And he, oh, Wesley man. has kids, and then his kids just fucking disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he's ever known is <laughs> completely fake. His love, his friends, his family, yeah. Yeah. his lover, and then and then he's like, "Why? Why will you do this to me?" He's like, well, the traveler, your mom, your mom requested it when she left. <laughs> She's a dead mom. Your mom requested. <laughs> You telling um, me that my fifty years with the traveler were a lie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, so anyway, so Deanna Troy goes to pick a. By the way, for a oh kid who's gonna only gonna live a, a few days, he's <laughs> aging rapidly. A few of those, wasting a lot of time. Yeah, she just wasted like a couple hours by leaving him in the. She she even the the daycare lady says, "Oh, he, it seems like he's aged years since you left him." It's like, well, yeah, he's taller now. Yeah, and he's talking we now. Say. Yeah. So yeah. Tiana Trey takes him, and you see other kids there. Finally, and you see all these toys in the background. It's interesting. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. day, uh, this um, daycare center. Mm-hmm. They have puppies in the middle. They have oh. uh, like a whole wall of like action figures and robots and stuff. Mm-hmm, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some kids playing with the hologram. I don't know what he's playing, but he's playing with the hologram. <laughs> it's future. Yeah. And so, um, the, the next thing you see is the, the, you're, you're, we're in the transporter room or whatever, the, wherever they, they store cargo. And you have that British guy that's in a bunch of gangs, British gangster movies, <laughs> uh, who becomes, you said the, the head transporter guy, <laughs> saves him too many ladies. Uh, and, and so they're there and Seymour Cassell's there and, and Seymour Cassell's like, Oh, Oh, uh-oh, we got a problem here. <laughs> and it turns out that something's like stimulating the the virus and it's going to break out of the container. If you, convenient. If you were, yeah. Yeah. If you see, if you were to see me in video, you'd see that I'm going to, I'm making the, the little explosion things with my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this virus is going to get out of the container, basically the little fucking box they made for it. And it's going to infect everybody probably and kill them, yeah. which, how do we not see this coming? <laughs> like, how did, how? Like, how? what was even special about your design if it can yeah. just grow its way out of it yeah, like it's just, anything it's just, else? It's just, bacteria. it's just like a bunch of cells. Yeah. It was you just a bunch just, of hexagons. You can't just cram it tightly in the fucking thing. Yeah. It's just a super Metroid overworld map. Just just put some fucking duct tape on that shit, dude. <laughs> um, so anyway. You had that they, slap, you know that meme with the... It's the slap tape. tape. Yeah, yeah, flex tape. Yeah, slap, slap, the slap shot tape. Yeah, just. Um, so um, they're like, oh, something's making it grow. And, and then they're like, hey, something, something sketchy is happening here. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And then next scene is um, DeAndre is making this kid dinner, which is not really making. She's not making shit, dude. She's just talking to a computer. And just replicating. It's, yeah. It's not fucking making <laughs> Which is. <laughs> now, now I'm just Quick upset, question. Dude. Is this experience uh, in terms of the food you get any different than what you get at 10 Ford? Oh, I don't know. I think, I think Guinan knows how to cook. So okay. I think that might be it. So you wouldn't be able to just get 10 forward food in your own replicator in your cabin. I don't hundred percent. See, here's the thing uh, on, on Voyager. They make the very clear distinction that Neelix actually is a cook. So right. he, like, he does actually cook the food. So people are like, oh, it was freshly cooked food. Um, I don't 100% know if Guinan does that. Um, I think it's just the view. I, I, I haven't seen any episodes. I'm just going off of this episode. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the view is substantial. I mean, it's this nice to have that room and to, to eat in that room, right? So that, that's yeah, a huge also part nice of- and dark in there, unlike anywhere else in the ship. Yeah, it's a big part of the dining experience. Yeah. To be also, there. you get to meet people like like people, like civilians could meet with like officers and they could mm-hmm. fuck, you know. <laughs> and Luke um, Goldberg's just there; you can talk to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and if you have any ghosts near you, she'll fucking translate. <laughs> and if you're having uh, any life problems, she'll solve them. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Uh, I haven't seen any episodes, but I assume so. I assume that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's, 
Yeah. Uh, and so the so the doctor and Picard go to visit the kid who's now eight, mm-hmm. and then Deanna Troy like bloop, she zaps some food, and 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 this kid, I don't know why this kid's playing with fucking spoons, <laughs> and like I wonder if like the Wachowskis were like this is this should inspire us for a scene. <laughs> With a spoon. <laughs> this is a great episode. It's not a the child, scene inspires them. They say this scene spoon. should inspire us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we should write a scene with a spoon. Yeah. Uh, kids love spoons. <laughs> kids love them. They do love the matrix. Tossing them, folding them. Yeah. They're doing so much stuff with them. Putting them in uh, their mouths. Yeah. yeah. And so, oh, so Deandre brings his fucking food that she just zapped together. Mm-hmm. And she puts the soup down and... Picard's talking to this kid, and this kid's so goddamn dumb, dude. Uh, <laughs> this kid puts his hand in the soup, <laughs> and he burns himself. <laughs> and he's like, ah. And, and the doctor's like, did you see that? He did it like on purpose to like, yeah. have that experience. But I'm thinking, no, if you know any of your old kids. It, yeah, I would not stupid. have come to that conclusion. Yeah. I just thought he's a stupid kid. <laughs> yeah, all kids are that, yeah, are he, that way. Like, you don't... Uh, I know now better to put fucking hot soup in front of my kid because the first thing he's going to do is put his fucking finger in there. But also, like, he reacted as if it was on fire. Yeah. Like, what well, soup? To, to his, <laughs> in his defense, he'd never experienced anything like this, right? Because I guess so. so maybe, maybe it's the first time. This so, is literally yeah, the first yeah. time he's eaten the whole day. <laughs> his entire done. life. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have, the, I have the scene, like, pulled up in, in my viewfinder here. <laughs> and uh, I'm noticing, like, it just reminded me how, like, in this particular episode, for whatever reason, we have, like, at least three or four instances of, like, uh, watching, like, tears on people's faces. A lot of crying. Would, yeah, there's a lot of crying in this episode, but it just stood out to me because whenever it's on Deanna, you can see the makeup running, like, all over yeah, her face. you know. Yeah. yeah no. A lot of makeup. And the kid. Kid's wearing a lot of makeup. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, was, he was very adamant. He's like, dude... <laughs> SPF 15 makeup where I well no it's because he has a he has that mustache that made his career <laughs> so, so the kid starts crying and and then um he's like what are, why is my face wet <laughs> what are these tears and uh well he doesn't even know they're tears he just yeah, yeah. why is my face wet mom um and he, and then so he's basically experienced experiencing all these experiences Mm-hmm. And then Picard goes, "Hey, are you really ready to tell us why you're here?" And then he's like, "No, nah, not right now. Maybe later." But not which right is now. sinister as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah. Don't worry about it, dude. Not, everything's fine. I did find it interesting though how Deanna like just fell right in with Picard with like, actually, yeah, though, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, yeah, like she kind of went out of like mothering mode for a second to be like, yeah. okay, yeah, actually, like this is a fun lark, but what's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and, but 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 also, I feel like maybe she was kind of getting that as well, like from from like the kids older now and the alien entities experiencing now they're they're really connected, right? Psychically, basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right. So there's something something going on, she, and she feels it too. I think. I mean, it, she, it, they insinuate that she she knows that it'll eventually come. Well, yeah, like I think it's her proposition, like soon afterward, where she's like, "Well, he's gonna, he has something to tell us, and he will do so when his cognitive abilities have sufficiently developed." Yeah, like I yeah. think she's the one who tells Picard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then we have another scene with with Whoopi Goldberg and uh, old fucking bitch ass Wesley. <laughs> uh, he's he's staring out the window of the bar. And they apparently let kids into this bar. Yeah. Um, it's a feature. And she basically offers him some sort of drink or something, some sort of 
milk, blue milk or something. <laughs> and he's like, nah, I'm cool. And then she's like, are you sure you don't want milk? And he's like, fuck, you've asked me a bunch of times. Chill out, man. Yeah. And then, and then she's like, hey, and basically what this scene boils down to, I'm sure she's going to have a lot of great conversations with great people that are not fucking Wesley. Yes. Wesley's the worst, dude. Well, um, yeah. But she has a conversation with him where he, he's basically like doing, he's basically leaving the Enterprise, even though he doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically the subtext is she tells him basically say, Hey, sometimes you have to, you have to learn to listen to yourself and know when, when you want to please others or when you need, well, when you need to please yourself. Right. And like by the end, she says like, you need to know when to let yourself be selfish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I pulled that Which up. Which is a good thing. I, yeah. I, I pulled up that scene cause this is the first Whoopi Goldberg advice scene. Uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah. No, it's kind, of, it's kind of important, and I, I want to just have a general discussion on Guinan in general, actually. So, What about a cup of nectar direct from Prometheus? No, nothing. That's the third time you've asked me. It's what I'm expected to do. Don't you always do what's expected? I try. Even if it's not what you really want. Sometimes. Sometimes it's more important to consider others before yourself. Yes. But sometimes the game is to know when to consider yourself before others. Give yourself permission to be selfish. So, yeah. So, she's obviously in the role of advisor, right? Is she a Betazoid? No. So, you don't know who she is. That, that's part of the, Remember, there's like a conversation later where like, yeah, what's his like? Nobody knows who you are. They say you know Picard. Blah, blah. So she's a mystery. I think that actually of- came up before this scene. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's part of the thing I want to discuss is that they're, you know, ever, ever since the movie, The Legend of Bagger Vance, uh, mm-hmm. everyone has been like, oh, there is now a very clear archetype you can see throughout, you know, American fiction, which mm-hmm. is the magical Negro character. And, and well, it, to be clear, it's not like it originated with the Legend of Bagger Vance. No, it's but just it just that, made it like, so pointed. Like, like right. Will Smith's character is so much just like a magical character that just teaches golf and life. <laughs> Out of yep. nowhere. Yeah. So later and, on, he switched to being a couples or, or dating <laughs> advising guy. Hitch. Um, uh, but, you know, it's just. Yeah, exactly. You but, have but, you have Hitch. You have Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have you have all these characters. Yeah, you you point it out, but it's very clear. It's a very archetypical yeah. thing. So that makes me like. Then, so there's a lot of contention in 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 Star Trek fandom. Is like, is does Guinan count as a magical Negro character? Like in, in this first example, what what do you guys think of that? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't seen much of her. She she came out of nowhere, and so my first thought of her. Was that she was a betazoid, mm, mm. Uh, and, and that's why she has em- empathy and stuff. like yeah, that. Yeah, and and also kind of like she um, she also kind of can sense things mm. um, because I imagine what when you guys are what you guys are hinting at and what it seems like is that she's she'll she'll definitely be like the counsel of people where the people talk to her and she helps people out you mm-hmm. know work out their problems. But um, my second thought was like, man, she would have made a great Deanna Troy. Mm. Yeah. Like if she was cast before Deanna, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for she sure. would make a great Betazoid, like advisor on the bridge. She, she would. And she would bring in perspective of someone who's just not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a white guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, 
but but anyway, that's that's my those are my thoughts about of of her first appearance. Right, right. So I I think this is not a gr- I mean if I mean you know it's not like the the magical Negro archetype is inherently malicious or anything. It's mm-hmm. pro- it's right. problematic in hindsight where we realize mm-hmm. this is how we were treating black characters. Mm-hmm. So I think there's nothing. I don't think. Guinan wasn't, you know, by any means. And I mean, this is the character like Whoopi Goldberg wanted to be on this show. Like she yeah, actually yeah. was a friend of LeVar Burton and was like, dude, you're on Star Trek. Can you get Gene to put me on Star Trek? I love to be on Star Trek. Star Trek was one of my favorite shows growing up, um, mm-hmm. specifically because of Nichelle Nichols and Uhura. So she kind of wanted to be on the show. And I think this is actually kind of the role she wanted to be in because she gets to be this like guidance character that can pop in and out based on her schedule. Cause she was, she had a very busy mm-hmm. career at this time. So at this That's point true. she was just a guest star coming in yeah. and out. Yeah. So like ghost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess, but, but it does, she definitely at, at least for now to me really matches the archetype. We literally don't know where she came from. She's mm-hmm. mysterious. Yeah. She has the perfect advice to tell a character, a white character on what mm-hmm. to do. And, uh, you know, she has no, and she has no ul- ulterior motive other than to just help people, which is like all noble things. It's just kind of interesting that uh, even Star Trek had this. No, like what what you said at the beginning of that, what you just started saying uh, is correct, that she fits the archetype currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether or not that is a good or bad thing, I don't feel like I can say. Yeah. And I, and I only wanted to bring it up now just to have it in our minds, because I think she honestly is one of my favorite characters in general in Star Trek. So I think yeah, because the there series- is more to her. And like by the time I had kind of dropped off my my previous like attempt at watching through the series, mm-hmm. I hadn't really seen everything there was to know about her. I was only starting to get a little more like a few more bits and pieces mm-hmm, like where mm-hmm. she comes from and like her origins. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I think I just wanted to have that idea because it's because it's a big thing in the community where people wonder if she should be classified as such. And I think we'll just every time we'll just revisit it. I guess whenever she shows up in a, capacity. I predict that by the end of it all, it will be that she has had too much screen time and too many varied interactions with people to neatly fit into the category any longer. Probably. We'll see. We'll see. It's been a while since I've I've watched the episodes this way. So fair enough. Yeah. And then and then so and then we we go back to the bridge where they're having problems with this fucking virus. This fucking idiots, dude. <laughs> uh, and they're like, hey, it's gonna it's gonna blow up. And there's and the, the data's like, is there something agitating it? Because it wasn't like this before. Now mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah. And they discover that there's like a a weird level of of radiation. Some bullshit. That's, yeah. Some bullshit. Fucking. <laughs> Something's Uber, radiating in the Uber, ship yeah. and, and making it grow. And ma- making it grow. And she's like, oh, fuck. All right. And then so they bring the doctor in and then and they're like, oh, we can't destroy it. But it, which is stupid. It's like, yeah, who cares? Let's just fucking. J-. And this, my theory is that they could have done it, but Seymour Kessel's character is stupid. It could have <laughs> just jettisoned it. And then the radiation would have been gone. It would have been fine. Well, I, I guess they're worried that it could just end up on another planet somehow. But I never oh, yeah, they, 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 they briefly address that possibility. Here, here's what we do. I'm gonna solve the problem right here. We All jettison right. the fucking virus. We fucking shoot it, and it explodes <laughs> outside, and then it's gone because there's a vacuum in space. 
done. Yeah, that, that's that would be my argument, or or put it in like some sort of super incinerator or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not worth it. Just hurl it into a sun. Yeah, yeah. Any it, star it surely will do. could if it yeah. surely couldn't survive a sun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So then, so That'll the next, yeah. the next scene we see is Deanna Troy putting her kid to bed, and I'm thinking, like, if I have three days with this kid and I'm falling in <laughs> love with it, I'm not gonna put it to bed. I mean, like, you know what? Stay up as late as you want. Like, yeah, it's, it's fucking let's watch fine. Predator we're, together. Yeah, so. we're gonna watch Predator. I'm gonna give you a bunch of candy. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna introduce you to every candy <laughs> tonight. Yes, and coffee, by the way. Oh, well, okay. In Deanna's defense, this kid's yeah. been eight years old for quite some time now, and he's not. Two he's hours? no longer. Sh- you mean like two hours? Well, yeah, but like considering the rate that he's been going at so far, like he does seem yeah. to have slowed down a little. He's so. slowed down a lot, right? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then and then um, the kid's like, "Hey, it seems like the, everybody's worried on the ship," and she's like, "Yeah, I could sense it too." And the kid's like, "Ah, it's me." Spoiler <laughs> alert: It's me. <laughs> and she's like, "No, no, don't worry. You, why, why, why?" He's like, "Yeah, it's me. I have to leave now." And it's like, all right, it's going to be bad for everybody. So do, do, just, all right. And then she's like, what are you saying? And he's like, I have to leave now. That's that's what I'm fucking saying, dude. I have and then to she, go and now. She's like, leave. <laughs> and she's like, leave. And then she gets really worried. She's like, you're going to die? And it's like, how did you not? He's aging so fast. How did you not know he was going <laughs> to fucking die? First of all. And then she's like, no, you can't do that. Oh, no. And then she calls the doctor. She's fucking worried. But this kid's like, I'm out. I'm going to, you know. <laughs> And she and he just fucking whoop. He just switches it off, switches himself off. Yeah, basically. Yeah, kind of like yeah. the Matrix when someone unplugs you. Yeah, and your body just falls in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just like that, dude. The Wachowskis <laughs> definitely watch this. <laughs> um, and so, so the doctor comes in. She does another scan. I'm like, oh, here we go. Beverly's methods now attacking this doctor, <laughs> waving the wand and fucking. Let me let me poke him a bit. And then <laughs> and then he Data starts taking readings, and he's like, oh god. Turns out the this child's was he's the I source mean, he, of the yeah Eichner he's the source of the radiation goddamn, yeah yeah uh, Bill Eichner um, <laughs> radiation <laughs> and so she he's like uh, that that and she's like oh so he was a problem and he's like yeah that analysis is fucking correct I'm glad he's dead uh, <laughs> he doesn't say that but I, I I've read that um, yeah Data so was doc- like oh good yeah thank God. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's him. You know that's an area where you can kill one kid, but you could save everybody. This yeah. is the scenario we had here. Yeah, well, that's literally um, the uh, a, a, a point of con, wrath of con. He goes, the needs of the many outweigh yeah, the needs yeah, of the few. Yeah. So, so kill um, this kid. <laughs> yeah. So the kid dies, and you know, it would be like, so hilarious to see Deanna yell con. <laughs> um, and so Deanna's really sad because the the this kid's fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the radiation's kind of—it feels like it's going to dissipate, you know, because it, it, it was. But also, I was thinking, like, how do they? What were they going to do? So, spoiler: the the fucking kid turns into the little beam of light again. Right, comes the light again. But he was fine. What if they? What if he hadn't? Would they? Would they have to just burn him up? <laughs> or like just know. jettison his body out into space? Like, all right, well, I guess dead. only his just humanoid form. <laughs> why did his? Own, why did only his humanoid form generate this radiation when it was ostensibly like an anatomically half human, half betazoid? Like Deanna is because of the plot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. This is so confusing. But but the idea of the episode of of someone like having a kid out of nowhere and, and like it's an alien, it 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 had hints of like Starman. 
Have you guys mm-hmm. ever seen Starman, mm-hmm. uh, the John Carpenter mm-hmm. movie? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the pro wrestler very... from the Nintendo game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Starman. And, and so, like, that interests me a lot. And, and that that's why I like this episode, because it's, like, it's reminiscent of, of Starman. And mm-hmm. for a while, like, I was in, I was thinking, like, okay, like, who is he going to, is is this kid going to represent somebody in Deanna Troy's life? Like, I, for a while, I was like, is it going to grow up to be, is it going to get sense her love for, like, Riker is gonna look like Riker when it's when it's old. Like I had all these theories in my head, and it was none of them. It was a stupid fucking Star Boy. Yeah, um, every single one of those is more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so so Star Boy becomes a star again, and then Deanna Troy is like, oh, holds him in his hand. He's like, oh, yeah. I loved you, my child, but now you must go and explore the universe. She says that we will miss you, but literally yeah. no one but her no is one. gonna miss yeah. him. Yeah, no. And oh, and and I forgot to. I I just brushed by this, but the doctor said. At one point, she says, there's no signs of her having a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, her body, like, somehow magic happened. Bounced right she, back. She just, yeah. she had, like, no baby weight. It's Everything that, was fine. All her bits and pieces. radiation, man. That was wonders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, she, she's like, oh, we will miss you. It's like, no one will miss this fucking kid. No. No one knew him. He was yeah. here for, like, Worf is like five who? hours. <laughs> yeah, Worf is like, I'm glad I didn't have, I'm glad I didn't have to shoot that baby. Um, <laughs> and so, the star boy fucking leaves. And it's gone. And then like, oh, the radiation's gone. Oh, great. And that's it, basically. Uh, yep. you, you find out, oh, the, the last thing that happens, that the one thing I brushed over was Wesley's like, oh, I want to stay. Yeah, yeah, he wants to stay. Oh, Everyone, everyone's that. like, oh. They're, they're all like joking around with him being like, well, you're just a kid. So, you know, yeah. if you're going to stay, someone's got to tuck you in a bed. Who's going to do that? And so basically, Worf very seriously, <laughs> begrudgingly volunteers to assume like, his tucking duties. I will tuck him into bed. I will tuck him in his bed <laughs> or I will shoot him if he doesn't go to sleep. <laughs> I will I will attack him with my bathroth if he does not enter bed. I will show him our Bath mating calls. Are pretty sw- are pretty sick, though. <laughs> I will show Wesley our meeting rituals and our calls. Also, our I will ensure that he sleeps with honor. Yeah. yeah. I will teach him our sleeping cry. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Notice though, notice how Picard doesn't let, doesn't assume any responsibilities himself. Most notably, he he looks at Riker and he's like, well, we still need to find your dad. Number one, how about you? (laughs) Yeah. Riker's like, "Eh, sure, I'll be his dad, whatever. It's fine. Sure, whatever. Um, So basically, what happens is that Wesley's like, hey, I want to be here. I want to stay here. I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to go back to my mom because she's a deadbeat and she'll fucking, she'll probably kill me. She probably hits him. Yeah. (laughs) And and she's like, I don't know. She probably makes all these devices hiss at him. (laughs) <laughs> She's, she basically like Picard's like, well, I'm not the only one in the ship, so I have to ask everybody. And and so Picard's like, hey, since he's a child, we will all have, some of some of you, not me, even though I'm the <laughs> fucking child's dad. <laughs> Goddamn fucking bitch ass fucking Debbie. He has a Debbie mom and a Debbie dad. Yeah, yeah, um, but at least that, the dad's that's why, sick. <laughs> but that's like, why he's the way he is. Yeah, that's why he's a sociopath. He has no true. parental figures. I know, I know. And so um, they're like, he's like, hey, so he, everyone, everyone accepts responsibility. Like, I'll do this, I'll do that. Worf's going to show him the mating call. <laughs> and then finally he's like, hey, Riker, you're going to be his, uh, his dad. And he's like, nah, nah, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> um, 
And uh, and he agrees to do it, and Riker's like, yippee! <laughs> I was about um, to say, then Wesley's <laughs> essentially going, yippee! Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, no. I guess it's worth noting that um, Picard says, like, okay, um, but I'm going to ask your mom, and yeah. we're going to go with whatever she says. Clearly, she's going to go with it because she yeah. doesn't want to deal she with you. hate you. But we're at least going to ask her. And then Wesley goes, oh, I'm sure she'll agree. I have the, I have the last part. <laughs> I'm going to just cut straight to the last part in the recording, so I'll show you. Hi, Mr. Crusher, communicate with your mother at Starfleet Medical Headquarters. Give her my regards and tell her that you have my permission to remain on the Enterprise. But I will abide by her wishes. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I know she'll agree. <laughs> I know she'll agree. I know she'll agree. <laughs> she hates me. Given the fact that, like, what she, um, what happened in this episode? Yeah. I was expecting Deanna Troy to be like, I'll, I'll assume, I'll assume like the, the, the like the parental. Uh, uh, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like, like if she's like, well, I, I had that's a kid. Interesting. Really, yeah, that, that would have been. That would have been how you would tie both top both uh, stories together. Mm-hmm. Where mm, that would have been good. And, and I don't know if it would have like, been good. Well, it would have wanted that appropriate. to happen, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but also like, and then if Riker would have said like, yeah, I'll, I'll accept too, then he would have had both. A mother Riker and a father, dad, kind of, and, you know, yeah. you know that, that that's true. That's true. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They shut could, up, Dan. She could have she could have <laughs> jumped in and said, "I'll assume responsibility." I wasn't interested in watching Deanna mother Wesley for several seasons. From she would have been a better mother, dude. But <laughs> first, she would have been. But also, but, but we also, still have to deal with Wesley. Yeah. I know, I know. They they could have both snuffed him out at night. Um, <laughs> and and but but here's here's this. If if it would have been like. If Deanna Troy would have been like, "I'll accept the responsibility of of like the parental responsibility," mm-hmm. and then and then and then Riker would have been like, "I will as well." There would have been not only a cool moment like, "Oh, she's taking on responsibility because she mm-hmm. she liked being a mother," mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it a she doesn't have to deal with a kid, but also now she's got a full grown kid a little yeah, easier yeah. for her. But also it would have like kind of connected Riker and her again. Like been like, oh, like you know, like we we have a thing. We'll raise this kid together. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. bitch ass kid. This serial killer <laughs> we gotta control. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's for um, the good of humanity that we yeah. we keep him under control. Yeah, until he's yeah. ready for the traveler. <laughs> until until he makes a nuke with the fucking traveler, dude. <laughs> Time um, nuke or something. Yeah. <laughs> a, a universe nuke. Um, oh. I like how during this whole episode discussion, no one has cared or wondered why Beverly Crusher is, as the actor is gone. No. We, we, well, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I, w- I would like to mention that ostensibly, at least in the show's canon, the reason why she left was because she became head of Starfleet right. Medical, which is like a very big promotion. That's a huge promotion. Yeah. yeah like that, that. That's like, wow. That's almost what Riker, career That's move. almost what Picard had gotten for Starfleet when right. he almost became Professor X for Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they gave it to her instead, I guess. Yeah. Instead X for- was going to give it to you, but. Oh, ah, oh. rip in peace, TMX. Oh, no. Arf, arf. <laughs> he had such a good heart that he made a motherfucker wonder if he did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But, um,. So she got fired or what? What's the deal? Oh, the the, the, sh- the the producer that took over for once um, Gene Roddenberry stepped down. I think we earlier episodes slightly. Yeah, when Gene Roddenberry kind of stepped down. And I think it was Maurice Hurley. I forget his name. I'm terrible at names. But some guy took over and he mm. didn't like her. So Really? Yeah, so he kicked her off. He's like, I don't like your face. You're out. <laughs> oh, uh, he laid regards- him up on the bridge. He laid him up on the bridge, and he's like, "You're cool. You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. You're cool." And then <laughs> yeah, she's like, "What does it. that mean?" He's like, "You're out." 
<laughs> Only like, one. But I'm, I'm Wesley's mother. How did you keep him and not? Right, we'll figure it out. And he's like, Wesley's a bitch. It like, doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, I want to mention very quickly about Diana Moldar, the per- person who portrays uh, Dr. Pulaski. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we didn't bring it up yet, but I just want to give a shout out to her for being the voice of Dr. Leslie Tompkins from Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. and the rest of the DC Animated Universe, which is probably Ooh. a big reason why I always liked this character, despite like her, like I, I don't like her like anti-android shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, that's an unlikable aspect of her, but I forgive her very quickly because I keep thinking of Batman. <laughs> I, I think hmm. also just cause she seems, we've only seen her in one episode so far, but she seems like much more no nonsense and, uh, proficient than Beverly. She's did. no nonsense. Yeah. And like often Beverly uh, like, always Im- seems like she's like on the verge of not knowing what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Diana, uh, or, um, well, Diana Moldar, but Catherine Pulaski is generally speaking far more in control of the situation she finds herself yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. She was in the original two. series, huh? Was she? Yeah, I'm looking at her IMDb page. It's oh, I didn't know that. Well, was, I, like, was it like a, a bit part in like one episode or two? Uh, two episodes. She played Dr. Miranda Jones. Oh, it's interesting she didn't so play she was the same doctor. doctor. That's oh, very well, she played two doctors apparently here. That's interesting. Says, <clears throat> Dr. Miranda Jones in one episode and then another episode, Dr. Anna and um, Mulhall. Oh, interesting. Does anybody here want to hear what am- what memory alpha says Eichner radiation is? What is it? Eichner radiation was a type of radiation. Oh. <laughs> this radiation could be admitted by a subspace phase inverter or cyanoacrylate. It's, it's just copy pasting what the episode just said. <laughs> there's no, there's found, no expounding. Yeah. Upon. It was found to emanate from some life forms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about uh, it. Uh, Ricardo. What would you rate this episode out of 10 um, starships? By the way, she, she started in McLeod. Uh, she was in, she was a, she had a couple episodes in McLeod. Uh, she was a, a series regular, maybe on McLeod. She had, oh, least, I don't know what that is. What's McLeod? McLeod. Uh, if anybody's seen one of the series, if anybody saw once upon a time in, in, uh, Hollywood, oh, okay. it, it would be one of those series that would play like, like down by law. I forgot one of the, one of the series is kind of based on mm-hmm. actually McLeod might've been in the movie. I'm not, I'm not sure but i think it might have um i'm sure my father-in-law will tell me he he know he, he knows all the shows um but anyway uh what were we, what were we saying what, what's the rating for the show yeah what, what would you give it out of 10 starships uh 10 starships oh i like that i like that <laughs> that, was your original, uh, that was the original rating scale yeah i came up with that yeah, you came up with that. I was too happy. <laughs> I don't remember that. Dude. I thought you just did. No, it's you. This is oh, all you. Man. Oh, man. Uh, am I green in the face? Um, <laughs> I so, like, I, I enjoyed some of this, but, like, all the ideas I had in my head were way better than with the storyline of this one. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't hate it as a first episode. I hated the Wesley still in it. I, I had a sliver of hope that he would just. I mean, just jettison his body out. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Okay. All right. What about you, Dan? I think this falls in the. That'd be nice. I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I want to give it a seven too. I think Ricardo kind of helped turn me around on on my. I think I was stuck on the idea that it's not a great season premiere. But then the more you go through it, it's like, ah, they're they're introducing 
changes and well, it's that's a that's fine. a similar issue to what you had with the last season finale. Like the yeah. reason why it scored so low but for the season because finale it was such a was, poor season finale. But that season finale was so bad. It was not a season finale at well, all. Well, a mediocre episode is a horrible season finale. Yeah, and yeah. that's the problem. And and this was this was fine for a premiere. I'm okay. Yeah, I'll give it yeah. a seven too. Oh, did its right. job. It set the new. It sets the new table. Yeah, it wasn't. It it wasn't the the child plot Ricardo likes. I found it the the execution of it really like eh. Like it's yeah, not, I kind of hate everything yeah. about the execution of it. Yeah, of yeah, the yeah. of the child thing. Yeah, yeah, of the of that plot line. Yeah, well, it just had my ideas. My or my not even my ideas. My what my imagination took me to was right. so much crazier. Like I was like, oh man, these. But also, like I'm thinking of plot lines that take episodes to develop. Like, sure, sure. Um, but I don't know. I, but like, just... you, you are latching onto promise and being disappointed in squandered potential. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So well put. Uh, so that was the child. Our next episode next week. It's going to be where silence has lease. It's a very. It's a mouthful of a title, but this oh. is. A, this is <laughs> This is an episode that I personally remember very fondly. Uh, so mm. it's going to be really interesting looking back at it. But Don't anyway. remember that by title, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you may remember the name Nagilam. Do you remember mm, that? It's vaguely familiar, but that still doesn't like recall any plot or okay. characters. The other me. thing I can say without spoiling it for Ricardo, uh, Face in Space. Okay. The Thunder from Down Under? Does that ring a bell? <laughs> well... <laughs> In a way, in a way, there's always a thunder from down under in Star Trek. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's true. <laughs> uh, I guess. Thank, thank, thanks for listening to, to Newbie Star Trek, everybody. If you somehow got here by accident, but now you want to watch more episodes or listen to more episodes, you can find it at uh, NewbieStarTrek.com. That's N-E-W-B-I-E StarTrek.com. We have a whole season we you can catch up on. That's true. Yeah. We it's now a whole have like, dang season. We have a set of episodes. Why, if you played all of our episodes back to back to back and tried to watch Star Trek along with it, we would have way more time than that <laughs> season one did. Uh, we talk a lot. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Please do not apologize. Shout outs to our great reviewers. <laughs> uh, hey. If you like the sweet, sweet, sweet taste <laughs> of Purple Haze or Espresso Miss Snowflake, go on to Ease. Ease.com. <laughs> they have smooth, smooth uh, variations of weed, indicas, sativas. You <laughs> wanna, hybrids. Wanna, yeah, hybrids. You want a balm to soothe your pains? They have it. You want a joint? They have it. You want leaf? They have it, dude. Ease. You want a pre-roll? Yeah, you want a pre-roll? They have it, dude. They'll deliver it to your house. No need to go to the a confined space, even though we're all getting vaccinated. You don't need to go there. You just stay at home, <laughs> order a pizza, some Taco Bell, some Burger King, and some Ease. Yeah, enjoy the Taco all Bell. at once. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I pitched for my for my wedding food. It was like, hey, how about we get like our favorite foods from everywhere? Oh, a bit talk, and then my wife was like, "No, this is fucking stupid." <laughs> <laughs> that is logistically hard. But yeah, that, is, yeah, logistically that does difficult. sound like a really appealing idea. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, like and if, then, if well, in and a then, perfect and then, world if, where everything's like fresh and awesome, like exactly as you want it, as you get to it. I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. But then, then Trump did it. 
for like a, a dinner, and I was like, "Oh, this this is a stupid fucking idea." Thank God, my wife. Uh, well, the thing he wants, what the thing he wanted was <laughs> yeah, like, I was actually started thinking that the cheapest McDonald's <laughs> cheeseburgers, though it wasn't yeah. even like oh Big Macs, it was just like cheeseburgers. Well, then like, they've like, also been cheap? cooling in the room for hours. <laughs> yeah, they're all cold now. Yeah. Um, all the ice is melted in the. But that is that, that's one of the logistical problems, though. Yeah, like yeah. volume yeah. Uh, increases time, dude. The the in and out truck. I was just no, about to say, not yeah, bad. Get three in and out trucks for your wedding. Bam, yeah. you know, or like find all of the good or uh, find all your favorite fast food places that do mobile trucks. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And there's a surprising amount that yeah, uh, actually actually yeah. want to do that. But and then get a taco guy, <laughs> dude. The, well, we kind of got a taco guy because we had tacos at our. We had like a little a bunch of little things, but <sighs> I've been seeing a lot of like so a lot of friends during quarantine mm-hmm. would just have taco guys and have their families over. Nice. Oh. And I was like, ah. and I've been asking like, how much are these taco guys, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I want to have like my, my next kid's party. I'm going to just have a It's taco. not that much. No, Honestly. no. It turns out it's like 400 bucks for like yeah. 20. And and it's catering. Everyone it's knows catering. what you're talking about yeah. when you say taco guy. Yeah. yeah, at, yeah, least yeah. In, at least like, in Southern California. Yeah. yeah. Like basically you pay 300, 400 bucks. And depending on how many guests you have, like, for like 30 guests, you can do, a, it's like 300, 400 bucks. That's, um, that's only $10 they, a person. It's not. Yeah. And basically the good. dude, the dude comes and he has like his whole setup. Yeah. He comes in the back of a truck. He loads it into your backyard. He fucking starts the fucking grill and he fucking gets you tacos. Usually three meats. You get a yeah. like, chicken and two, like a beef and a pork. Probably an Alpha and, store in there too. Yeah, yeah dude. dude. Yeah, man. Get some Coronas and you got yourself a Fast and the Furious moment there. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what I. Yeah, I'm wedding. getting hungry, man. You throw yeah. throw throw on some champagne and cake. You got yourself a wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you like if you like uh, if you like if you like us and our stupid bullshit, you can subscribe also to our film podcast called uh, Fugitive Frames Film Podcast. Heck yeah, dude! And um, well, when when you li- when you're listening to this, we'll have already. Uh, <laughs> while you're listening to this, we'll have already released our episode that is psychological horror films, mm-hmm. um, where we discuss some of our favorite psychological horror films with our friend Rick. Rickski business yes um and we also have a video game channel on the youtubes as mm, i call it the <laughs> youtubes <laughs> guys what's up with that channel well it's it's fugitive games <laughs> and uh yeah we're we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're currently you, going through ellie you, you do that fake laugh every single time you say it <laughs> yeah, yeah. as we're going through uh ellie noir and uh phoenix wright Ace Attorney, Justice for All right now, and also and a bunch it, of random live streams that we're just Yeah, doing. like lately we've been settling into like a weekly Friday night stream. That seems to be the most consistent time slot, so yeah. look out for those. We fun- we finished Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. That was actually a pretty great game package. That was a fun, frustrating time. You know what I mean? One of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Boy, am I glad we beat Champions Road befo- before we had to give up on a second stream. Uh, that would have been really embarrassing. That would have been very, very embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, already embarrassing. It, yeah, You can find the Fugitive Frames film podcast at FugitiveFrames.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Or you can also just go for Fugitive Games. You can go to either fugitive.games as a URL or just search YouTube for Fugitive Games and you'll find it there. Well, this was one thing I wanted to, because for new listeners, we're not actually sponsored by Ease. Oh, it right. It sounded yeah. very official. Uh, 
We actually yeah, aren't yeah. sponsored at all. Yeah. It's also a huge coincidence that this episode releases on 420 and then Ricardo yeah, did. Dude. <laughs> He's, yeah. Sick, bro. Sick, dude. <laughs> but no, um, we're, we're not sponsored at all. We're, hey, we're here because we of could listener. Be. Oh? We could be, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Ease. Look, <laughs> there's got to be Star Trek fans uh, at, at the Ease like corporate headquarters. Oh, I'm sure. And one of them, one one of these days, one of them's gonna listen to it. And he's like, "Dude, these guys have been giving us free publicity for fucking a whole season. Let's, <laughs> let's show these guys. Where's some money? their website? Where's some their stickers. contact us link? Yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, you can get into that. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> somebody will leak. Yeah, our episodes. numbers are going up. Maybe it'll be it'll be attractive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, uh, thanks thanks for listening. <laughs> I like that you had you had to make that disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so official and it was only like a few seconds later that I realized, wait, people don't realize probably if they're new. Well, maybe, yeah, <laughs> like if they're not already on board here, yeah. they have no clue what the heck's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's, uh, that's us. But, uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with where, with, sorry, we'll be back next week with where silence has lease, whatever that means. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that does sound a bit like word salad. Yeah. When you when you're just not paying much attention. Yeah, yeah. But uh but in the meantime, uh this is this has been newbie Star Trek. I'm Marvin here with Ricardo and Dan. And uh, I'm Dan. And I'm lately when you start that off, I think you're about to do under the sea. That's you never know. You never know. Stay safe, everyone. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Later. Bye.